Got a special guest up in the studio right now. We won't say his name, we just let him do his thing. We stay on point like Stacy That's right, y'all, cocaine. It's going down. Than the Creflo Dollar Church Choir Liar, liar, 501's on fire But you never catch me slipping, spilling beans on the wire Three steps ahead of the feds and the folks keep spinning One thing about cocaine, I always stay with it Moving in the right direction Ain't letting nothing hold me down Ain't worried about distractions When my eyes always on the ground Cause I stay with it This is DJ Blake, and my next guest is a West Coast legend. Talk about being connected. This man has worked the likes of Snoop Dogg, N.W.A., Tupac, and many more. And he has thousands of features under his belt. Seattle is lucky to have this man in our city. It's my pleasure to introduce Cocaine. Welcome back everyone, this is DJ Blake keeping you up to date with all the hottest hip-hop news and sneaker talk and today I'm with a very special guest, a legend in fact, the one and only Cocaine. 
Mm-hmm. There we go. Man, that was a gnarly uh, intro, nephew. I appreciate that. Thank you. Appreciate Thank the you. love. And for the, you people who don't know cocaine, which they should, it's spelled K-O-K-A-N-E. Not cocaine like the drug. Nah. But it's like in your ears, like you said in your nah. bio. Warning, <laughs> warning, listening may become addicting. So <laughs> it's spelled that way, K-O-K-A-N-E. Yes. So you got that right. For sure. So actually, this is this might sound like a dumb question, but I, what is the historical context behind the word nephew? I mean, it's a form of respect, you know. I mean, nephew and uncle been around since eons. And when I call you my nephew, it don't mean we have to be blood related. It's just that I got respect for the youngsters. And youngsters reciprocate the same respect. Yes. Call us unk. Yes. Because we got here. So that's basically Uncle it. Cocaine. Yeah, so there you nephew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I've looked through like all your history when it comes to music. You have you have thousands of feature songs. Like that's right. insane. Right. You know? And what I noticed when I was looking at all that, they're mostly from like the West Coast, you know, like you do have like features like DMX and people like that for sure. Right, right. But what I've noticed, I actually, because I don't, I don't know if anyone's ever like asked you about this type of stuff. But when I look at your music, it is more focused on the West Coast and like older rappers. How do you do you focus on connecting with like the new generation of rappers at all? I know you've worked with like Absol, Burner, yeah. J Rock. Bernard J. Rock, uh, the late great Nipsey Hussle. Yes. There's a lot of youngsters, you know, independent artists that that are young, have their own brand that request my signature sound. So, you know, whether it's my age or whether it's your age, you know, the youngins, it's just a blessing to have that signature sound still be requested to the day. Yes. You know what I mean? So I'm able to bless uh, artists from all over the world, from your A-list artists, platinum artists, all the way to your indie artists and you know it's just like this fine wine everything <laughs> gets better in time like yes. fine wine so it doesn't matter if you're young or if you're old if you come come to me and handle your business and you have substance about yourself and you 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 have the right attitude uncle cocaine gonna mess with you yes so that's fair what i've I'm, is it called when you when you're coming up and you're still doing it? Is it even considered auto tune really when you mess with your voice and like change the vocals of it? Well, you know, uh, Zap and Roger Troutman, rest in peace. Uh, they really cultivated that sound, you know, uh, the harmonic sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, after they created, they you know, it's just like basketball. You know what I'm saying? We took it to the next level. Yes. And um, you know, it's just. Um, it's just another extension of that particular sound that mm-hmm. was heavily in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and early 2000s, and it's making a, a comeback. But um, the way the youngsters use it nowadays, mm-hmm. some use it right, some be repetitive, where it just basically just sound like nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm not here to badger any other young artists that use auto-tune, but you know what I'm saying? You can't compare... Um, you can't compare GMO foods to organic food. Right. Period. Right. You know what I'm saying? So even though the GMO food tastes good, <laughs> but it's not organic. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there are some people out there that really know how to use that auto-tune. Mm-hmm. I myself, I have never, well, a couple of people that have done track score outside of putting my own projects together mm-hmm. they use auto-tune right but we believe in raw talent around here yeah you know it got to be in you not on you but 
music is music it should have uh, diversity and different other things but we here you know as a company buddy boy entertainment to provide that music that in my humble opinion and that's just my opinion it really hit the soul it really made you think you know what i mean it really initiated a balance in the music mm-hmm. and um we just want to reintroduce that not only from my age but also you know handed the baton down to my daughter right. she has a project coming out called young colombiana she's 24 years old and we've been molding her since she was 12 because it's about a slow cooked meal if you want to develop a real talented artist and bring that treasure out right well she's 24 and when you hear certain songs on her album it's going to touch your spirit and it's a lot of youngsters out there that's starting to pick up instruments really staying so much away from the auto tunes and digging into the raw talent because that's what the music from the era we were born in if you couldn't hold a note we'd throw rotten tomatoes at you (laughs) you know what i'm saying but nowadays anybody can pick up a microphone put some auto tune on your stuff and then that gives you some type of attitude some people have the attitude that i'm a real talented person Mm. no you're not it's just a trend right now yeah and trends come and what yeah they come and go man trends come and go so (laughs) it's something about soul music and music with substance that's that's timeless that's why i'm blessed enough to be here today after 35 years doing music Like, you've honestly been around since the creation of rap, honestly. Like, it started, like, in the 70s around there, right? Yeah. And 69, bro. Yeah, but, been... but to put you on some game, nephew, put you on some game, you know, the the making of uh, rap has been coming around since the 20s. Um, Jitterbug incorporated breakdance moves with tap dance. So, you got to look at Muhammad Ali. Yeah. He was rapping. Yeah. You got to look at uh, James Brown. They were rapping funk and soul. Mm-hmm. So it's not really vent, inventing the new wheel. Mm-hmm. What hip hop done, it just put some shiny hubcaps on things that was coming to be. Yeah. And uh, rest in peace to Cool Herc. You know, um, growing up in the 70s, having a mixture of funk, soul, hip hop. It was like a kid in a candy store. You know what I mean? Because those music matched the landscape of of what was going on in society and preferably suppressed environments called ghettos. You know, nowadays music, it, it's good, it makes a hustle, but it, it, it's actually matching the landscape. Show me where the music is. Yeah. You look at the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000, and what's going on. Show me the music, and I'll show you how the landscape is. So maybe that's why you got more people on opioids, more people... Uh, wanting to kill each other and you look at unity songs as something that 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 like garlic to a vampire or something because music has a powerful influence hmm. and it help it can either kill or destroy and no one ever says this ain't it's, it's not an entertainment business because at the end of the day you can do training day movie Denzel Washington and then you do a Malcolm X movie right so it's it's a form of entertainment but at the same time we want to definitely encourage others not tell nobody what to do but encourage others to put some type of substance in your music because when people are hearing your favorite songs every day and it's repetitive it's a rhythm that goes in into their minds Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and we were blessed enough to come from that era to when you know it wasn't all about just say the lung foundation of preachy breachy and have a kumbaya moment but at the same time 
you were able to hear songs that uplift you when you was going through something. Someone felt like suicide. Someone felt like uh, throwing in the towel. Someone um, is not paying their bills on time. Well, those type of songs made lot life a lot better while you struggle, go through your struggles. Yeah. So I think, I think the world is having a paradigm shift as far as uh, getting back to the music. Um, and learning because this is I realize this is you know three generations every ten years a generation practically and we want to be able to to put that back in there and also eventually work get work programs mm -hmm. for uh, brothers and sisters out there because it's sad that they you know you know they took music programs out of the schools mm -hmm. and you know, it's just an attempt to control, I think, you know what I mean? But we getting back, you know, I can speak for Buddy Boy Entertainment. We getting back to that down on blue, soul music, music, move your soul, and you can shake your ass too. <laughs> what is the point of Buddy Boy Entertainment to you? What did, why did you create it? Well, that's my middle name, Buddy. Right. And my dad's name was Buddy Long, Jerry Buddy Long, which, you know, a lot of people don't know was one of the greatest arrangers, writers, composers at Motown Record, introduced part of his sound uh, to the Motown sound. Incredible, incredible individual. His name is Jerry Buddy Long Sr. I'm Jerry Buddy Long Jr. Yeah. So we always used to say the name Buddy Boy Nephew because it was friendly, right. related, you know, like dig that Buddy Boy, it's Shaw, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the way we, language you used to talk. And I felt it was cool to actually identify something with my real name. Yeah. Buddy Boy Entertainment. And um, it's been going on like 13 years. Me and my wife, you know, shout out to Lady Cocaine, who's the vice president. Yeah. And we're a family-orientated business. And that's kind of like a rarity, mm -hmm. you know, in this business. You know what I mean? But we pride ourselves on, on doing everything as a family. Because at the same time, you just don't want to leave a creative legacy. You also want to set them up a financial legacy. So when I say we're family-ran business, you you got my wife that's the vice president. You got my kids that's on boards to do graphics, web design, etc. Mm -hmm. And all the kids basically, you know, participate in some type of form of fashion. So I think it's important to 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 have a family. You know what I mean? And with the name Buddy Boy Entertainment, it said it all. It's friendly related. And that's what you want. You know, right. that's what I want people to be encouraged by that. Yeah, you can have fun in the music business, but there's a lot of other taboos that come with this music business that can either kill you, throw you off, wash your career down the drain. Mm -hmm. And I felt every emotions, like rest in peace, my boy Nipsey Hussle said, I felt every emotions of that, but I'm blessed enough to still tell the tale and bottom line is you need a family type of stability to help you last in any type of brutal industry yes. that's a rat race basically right I, I've been talking about that with a lot of artists too support system is really important right. even if it's not blood family if you don't have someone like that in, mm. like Seattle we're in the middle of trying to connect everyone because everyone thinks it's a dog eat dog world when it comes to music in Seattle right and everyone thinks they're the best but you don't really see a lot of artists really blowing up out of Seattle right now. Right. So, the reason, one of the reasons why I brought you in for the podcast is because you've made, you grew up in like L, in LA, California, you know? Yeah. And you made, you're surrounded with such great people and great musicians and stuff like that. 
And I was wondering, how different is that from Seattle? Like, you know, like, how is being able to form all those connections at such a young age right. help you now? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's very significant. One purpose is for growth. You know, I was able to grow and be connected to some of the greatest, you know, in the game for, you know, being from the tree, from Rupert's record, as well as a participant. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that gave me my chance to to really uh, tell the world what I've learned. You know what I mean? And one thing on my travels that I learned and uh thing that helped me stay grounded is that you can't go join the crowd all the time. Sometimes you got to step out of the crowd to have your own uniqueness and originality. Mm -hmm. And I never compromised my originality, despite if the trend was this, despite if the trend was that. I always stuck to my roots because I believe what I do, you know, help impact. In fact, I know because that's the best thing I get of get out of this whole shenanigan. Yes. Is, it's, it's cool to have the accolades be the most featured artist. Uh, people say I'm underrated. and But the, the, the best thing that I get out of there is when a 17, or 18, or 19-year-old, or even of my age, come to me all the time faithfully and say, your music helped raise my life. I can listen to a song like No Pain, No Gain, or I can listen to certain things that you touch on with your balance, and it really helped direct my life so I know something divine is in that situation mm -hmm. and that's the way we do we take our steps over here at Buddy Boy Entertainment it's like it's not about being perfect it's not about thinking I'm a hood as I want to be you know what I mean right. but at the same time I believe God never determined my past to do, to to say this is your future he used right. everything and not to like again not to be so preachy preachy but you got to have that humbleness but then humiliation about yourself mm -hmm. That's why it's easy for me to work with clients all over the world because you don't. I don't need 50 million bodyguards for you to reach me. I treat you just as much as we on the battlefield together. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, once you once you you figure out your your altitude, it's because you have the right attitude. Right. Do you Period. think music is for everyone to, like, make? Because everyone... Nowadays, because you can pick up a microphone, right. turn on the auto tune, and put it out to the world just by a click of a button. Right. But is it for everyone to make? How can you tell if someone's actually truly passionate and talented versus just another person who's trying to fit in? Well, if they had auto tune for sports, the sports would be in shambles right now. <laughs> because you got to have talent to, 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 to make it to the NBA. Mm -hmm. And uh, what it does, what it did, is just made everybody. You know, who, who really can't even hold a note, you know what I mean? Have this type of, um, and it's not just one individual, it's a demographic effect mm. on culture, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's just really archaic now, nowadays as far as the music industry, mm. because ain't no really such, the music industry is dead, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, Back in the days, you could sell records the way you want. Now, the people that created streaming companies, they're really the ones that are getting rich, you know. So it's even more of a false perception and illusion that you need to do this and do that. 
And it's sad that, you know, a majority, not everything, because independence is independence. You can right. create your own Mars. It don't matter. Yeah. Don't you put your mind to it. <laughs> you know, but it's sad that um, that people's reality of being a true artist is how much money you got or how much diamonds you rock. And, and it created uh, a gossip-orientated business. Yeah. You know, the authenticity of music is really only 10% as opposed to the gossip of 90%. But where do we prevail? You know, when you're stuck in a region and you met with those challenges where everybody is sticking the duck up their ass or eating a cockroach to get some more YouTube yeah. views. Well, you got to think globe. You got to think the world now. It doesn't matter if you not popping on your block just because everybody turn up and don't accept you talking about positive songs in your mm -hmm. in your get down. Well, it's someone over there in Japan, someone over there in yeah. Korea, someone there in Africa, someone over there in Australia that is really affected by the culture. So you got to have an open mind. You just can't have your game, especially speaking from a point of view of being real talented, playing instruments, mm -hmm. Uh, melodies, uh, subject matter with substance. You got to go to the world now. So you got to move your mind past the block onto the world. Right. That's so true, man. You see, that's why I think you need to be celebrated, you know? Like, right. I don't feel like... Like you said, you like people have said you're like underrated. You definitely need to be celebrated. Like, you are wise. You, you've been around forever. Right. You know, you've made all these great connections and you're willing to support the up-and-coming generations, you know? Yeah, most definitely. What I find weird, though, and I, someone was telling me about this, like, be, like earlier on, people were taught how to do interviews, you know? Right. Like, artists were given tips on, they had to, like, go take courses, even, right. for interviews. Right. And now that's changed, and they're just put in front of a camera, okay? Now let me ask you some questions. Right. You know? Is there a time that you wish you could, like, freeze frame before everything started changing? Like, is there... A point in time in this decade or the last decade that you could pinpoint where things started to change in hip hop, especially. I mean, everything started to change once technology mm. changed. That's mm. the key. Technology is a beast, and it can be used in a very innovative way. But sometimes, you know, when something is the shit, you attract all the flies. Mm. You understand? Yeah. And um, it's just one thing. To, to to you have to change your perspective and because of technology it really put a damper on the music industry we can go used to go to your warehouse and tower records and it would be honorable to go ahead and buy a cd and you actually sign a cd well today's you can't sign digital <laughs> so it became a ai's yeah it became the terminator you know what i mean digital it was trying to replace analog so we're going back to the original roots because some things you can't reinvent the wheel and if it wasn't broke you don't need to fix it right. but now the way the music industry is um, you got a lot of youngsters that, that, that refuse to say you know what I'm not going to compromise or be confined hmm. or defined because a hundred other people was quacking like a duck yeah. I'm going to do what I'm going to do that's going to carry my name on for eons when I'm dead and gone. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's one good thing. Well, out of uh, five great good things that Nipsey Hussle represented. You know what I'm saying? He represented 
something that was really a part of unity, you know what I mean, and having good music and good substance, and his music stood for something. It just wasn't like, you know, I can go whoop de whoop whoop, you know, yeah. uh, drugs and music. It was talking about, man, we moved from the hood, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, past Hollywood up into the boardroom, and you could do it too. So I encourage all youngsters to go ahead and take your J. Coles and take your Nipsey Hustles and learn from it and things that you acquired yourself, you know, step out of the crowd. In order to be, you know, like I said, unique by yourself, you know what I mean? It takes a little bit longer. You know, you, you can't go to McDonald's. you got to have a slow-cooked meal. Mm -hmm. You know, but slow-cooked meals digest what? Properly. Yes. And that's in life, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, if you want to be a part of anything that is innovative, um, go past what technology have done. And use it to your advantage. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, if a hundred million people trying to climb it, climb a mountain, you just step to the right and climb that hill. Do you think people are using technology in the right way right now when it comes to up-and-coming artists or um, people who want to be influencers? Well, there's a lot of things going on out there. It's mental disease. Uh, you got to remember, anybody can just pick up a microphone and say, I'm great, I'm this and that. It's a lot of things that's shelling out disrespect. You know, we have we have come to a point where society, uh, and because of technology and mental illness and and all these things out, man, there's there's a rapper rate on suicide. Um, things more dysfunction is shelled out. So what I use with the technology, and this is something for everybody out there to be encouraged by, especially the youngsters. You know, don't spend your time all day on the internet. <laughs> yes. You feel what I'm saying? Get on, get off. Wax on, wax off, Danielson. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because it's it put it put the mental thing on steroids. You know what I mean? So I I know what I'm talking about, and that's why I'm able to keep my energy in my music because I don't concentrate on what a hundred million people doing with gossip and all that. Because it's something about what you feed your pituitary gland, what you feed mm -hmm. inside, that is part of subjective imagery. Right. Put it like this. It's no different than riding down the street. You're not hungry, but then you see a juicy burger sign, and all of a sudden, your mouth. Well, that's subjective imagery. Yeah. And, you know, um, people like people who created Facebook, they didn't even give their kids and allowed them to be on the Internet yeah. because they knew the beast that was behind there. Mm -hmm. You know, so not to preach all day on that subject, but, you know, I don't take the Internet too serious. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't get emotional uh, like I used to on there defending myself. Uh. You know, I, I just I see a lot of hatred on there, but I pay it no mind. I now I have a black belt in ignoring all negativity, <laughs> yes. a black belt now. Hey, that's pretty so high. that's what you got to have, <laughs> youngsters. Make sure you have a black belt. To ignore all those frequencies that's perpetuating hatred and negativity and right. messing with your intelligence and your energy when it's time to create and concentrate on things that matter. So, right. you know, use the Internet for its right purpose, but then don't get so subdued by subjective imagery and, and be lingering on it. So mm -hmm. that's why I'm able to comfortably 
get things done in a timely frame because I wax on yes and I wax off <laughs> what made you decide you're able to like embrace the newer generation versus some older rappers try to stay away from the new generation of rap what made you decide this is something that you're willing to embrace well, I've always been about you know uh, the youngsters especially the ones with the right attitude mm-hmm. because the ones with the right attitude will never complain about you teaching them how to fish do you understand yes the ones that complain you can give them three loads of fish but they get mad that you don't give them two more loads of fish that's not going to do you no good so I tend to mess with those that have that type of attitude because it's about longevity a lot of people are doing this music just to get money and I've never been in the business just for money Mm-hmm. Unless I would have quit long time ago, right. you know, it's just been so many years. I start making the right type of money that I work so hard for, but I was always passionate about music first and the youngsters because I have eight kids, man, by one woman, man. I mean, who does that <laughs> nowadays? You oh, know, and man. I'm very proud of that. And I don't, yeah. I don't think I'm too good or better or someone better than me. But that's just where the ball bounce in my corner. Right. You know what I'm saying? Four boys and four girls. And they into the arts, architects, music, and everything else. So, you know, that lets you know God on purpose right. said you're going to be doing a lot of things for the youngsters. Because you have a big family of yeah. youngsters yourself. You know what I mean? So, that's what I'm able to do. Um, anytime, like I say, I meet the person with the right attitude. It don't matter if it comes from my own neighborhood in Pomona. Or all over the world. You know what I mean? You got to be the sperm cell that had the right attitude to get to the egg out of all the millions that don't. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the millions that's in this game, they're not in it for the right reasons. Yeah. They're in it to, oh, I see a bag. Oh, this and that. And they find out it's much harder behind the closed curtain as opposed to what's on the surface. You know what I mean? There's a lot of intel. There's a lot of like sweat tears that go behind mm. really having a successful project in a brand so right. but that's the way this game is it's tough you know what I mean but anything that you really um, feel is special it's going to take a little bit longer for you to get where you need to get to but boy when you persevere hey you're going to be more humble and you're going to understand what humiliation means you know that God giveth and he can take it and right. I've been through that so you know, it's for me to encourage the youngsters to, you got to be much more than your talent. Right. You know what I mean? You got to have the whole package. How do you know when to stand back and watch versus help this artist? If you see like, like Takashi 69 for example. Right. How do people decide whether to stand back or help someone like that? Well, it's instincts. You know, I've seen them come and go. Hmm. Ain't no secret to it. When you've been in the game, you just don't yeah. get gray hairs on your, chest, on your face and chest. You get it to your spirit. You're supposed to. And if you, you 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 know wisdom, wisdom will help you have longevity. So I can tell people, um, people that I encounter, um, some don't understand why I keep a long-handled spoon. It's because I can see three or four or five months or yeah. a year from now by me messing with you, you're a flight risk. Mm-hmm. And I can't mess with a flight risk. Because I, I, I've been a flight risk <laughs> before. You mm. know what I mean? So it's for me to to um, have favor for those that humble themselves and simply be patient with themselves. 
not blaming the next person to put them on when they forgot that person taught you how to fish but you was never interested in fishing you want somebody to give you the fish and i've been doing this for 35 years and ain't nobody really gave me no fish outside of the breaks of being with my cousin Cole 187 easy you know what i mean but i work more harder and i don't like to say this a lot but being on 4,000 features, I work more harder than anybody in the business legitimately. You've always seen records on cocaine. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But still, it's political. It's jealousy. It's all these kind of things out here. Mm -hmm. No matter how many, show, how many songs I've done in this game, there's always going to be somebody that don't like you. Right. But see, I don't run my program on what you don't like. You understand? In fact, inadvertently, what you don't like helps motivate me. Mm. So that's why we still here, 30 years making uh, records professionally, 35 years doing music seriously, and to be able to hand it down the baton to uh, my family, hey amen, we unstoppable. How do you stay passionate for so long? Because um, music was in me. You know, I couldn't help yeah. it. It's in my DNA, yeah. you know, from my dad. You know, yeah, he's one true. of the greatest, man, and one of the most underrated. And that's ironic, but but things really come in circles, you know, and it just came in full circle. And uh, we here 2020. Mm -hmm. We got projects coming out. I just dropped the last project called Finger Roll. Y'all can go ahead and pick that up at my site at BuddyBoyENT.com. Yes. Nephew will have the link up for you. Hey, for sure. And we getting ready for my daughter's project called Young Columbiana. And her stuff is so soulful. She she like daddy, like daughter. She busts. She don't rap. She busts as she sang, not yeah. sing. So it's a blessing to see going back mm -hmm. that I'm able to uh, put my daughter on who happens to be happens to be the next generation. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that make me feel good because I can be like a Billy Ray Cyrus around <laughs> here, man. They helping me extend yeah. my thing. <laughs> How do you keep your music fresh and new? You know, like, like, like for like the J Rock song. You know, it's right. still it's classic, but it still sounds relevant and new. You know, right? Like, you, how do you you get? That's crazy to me though. Like your sound, it's just like, it's like a classic sound. You know, and it doesn't right. doesn't it doesn't seem stale. But how do you keep it from staying stale? You know, um, I believe it's growth. Uh, I believe it's a maturity level. Mm -hmm. I'm not where I used to be in 1991 when I was on NWA records. Mm -hmm. um, and I want my music to grow. And I found out you you ain't got to kill a thousand Negroes in the song to be dope. I found out I don't have to mess with a bunch of hoes to be cold on that microphone. So things have gradually changed over the years as my life have changed. You know, uh, celebrating 35 years being with my girl for 30 for that 35 years you know what i'm saying so i'm at a different place in a different space and to tell you the truth you know to recognize your own growth it reconfirms your confidence and take you to a higher level because if you're not growing yeah. you're not knowing you know what i mean and it's about knowing you learn something every day when you think you figured it out then, then, then you're the most intelligent idiot in the world. You know what I'm saying? And I'm learning still, even at my age, which I won't say my age, but even at my age, it allows me to have that youthfulness and, mm. 
and still creativity you know what I'm saying that path you know what I mean so I think that's very beneficial to any artist not just myself is to stay growing how do you keep this how do you instill all this wisdom to your family and your kids you know like sometimes like I'll admit it sometimes like I'll hear something from my family and not appreciate it until someone else says the exact same thing I'm like oh they're Right. right you know right well, family is everything. You pray, argue, uh, celebrate. That's what makes a real family. Family is, it doesn't mean it's perfect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Family is that you can lean on each other's, you know, shoulder to help you build your faith. Sometimes you got to take off your cape because everybody ain't Superman. And you realize, you know, wisdom means that you're able to listen and learn because every day you wake up, you always have room the capacity for self-improvement and it's what you spend your 86,400 seconds in a day to maximize that time so what I do is meditate and try to the best of my capability is give my family the positive things you know and vice versa they reciprocate the same thing mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's that's the key to any game or long lasting and stability is to be able to be there for your family and your family be there for you. Yeah. Not some reality star show type family, but a real family. Yeah. And I think that's what the what has been missing is to reinitiate, you know, those principles. Yeah. Those old school principles, old fashioned, that made us who we are today. Right. How do you keep your kids grounded when they have like a dad that's in like the music industry you know like like I listen to interviews like Kevin Hart was saying you know like you might be a millionaire but you still have to you you don't want your kids to have to struggle like if you did growing up you know right but you still want them to appreciate things like going on vacations that that other kids might not be able to go on they might take advantage of you know they're just like oh this is just normal for me oh you don't go there right. things like that well I, I, I tell my kids all the time, you know, your daddy is your daddy. Like, my daddy is my daddy, your granddaddy. This is me talking to my kids. Mm-hmm. But I said, I don't want y'all living in my shadow. Create your own. Mm-hmm. You have you have everything that you need. Because, you know, entertaining kids get caught up in the shuffle and they have so much ex- high expectations to try to reach and be equally yoked. You know, when I've never done that, but I never gave them a smooth ride. Mm-hmm. I never spoiled them like that. And plus, they were the sacrificial lambs for the ups and downs, the highs and lows, and this brutal business that we in called mm-hmm. music industry, which it really ain't. You know, so they see me suffer through some personal issues. And, and when daddy started getting it right, because mama always had it right, you know what I mean? Things start, they start being bushy, I tell. Brightness start being. Mm-hmm. And they said, dad, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. So... Even though, taking, for instance, my daughter, yeah, I mean, I refused to put a whole album out on 16, 17, and she was like practically begging, I don't know, I'm gonna do this, I'm like, no, no. And we were cultivating her since she was 12. Yeah. But now she's 24. Yeah, because you don't want to put too much into stardom either. Like no, that, yeah. because, you know, it's not enough just to pick up a microphone and this and that. You gotta know the taboos, the do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta be in it to feel it. You yeah. understand? So, what I would do is just place her on certain projects over the years 
just to build up a repertoire in her name. And now 24-year-old, 24-year-old, beautiful, intelligent, mm-hmm. um, have different avenues of talent. She is mm-hmm. really, really ready to conquer on the world. But I didn't make her do that. That's what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Do you use your connections that you have to help out your daughter? Or are those, do you want connections to be something your daughter has to make on her own in a way? Oh, no. I'm behind the training wheels. Right. You know, now the training wheels is off. She can... <laughs> She can ride a good bike all day. Right. You know what I mean? So, but I, you know, I put all my, the fabric of my being, the heart of my soul into my, you know, my daughter and my other kids and my wife. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's my, that's my pot of gold, man. You know, that's my spiritual investment. Mm -hmm. You know, so if I have to stay up extra hours, not getting no sleep. Uh, be patient at the same time. Learn to meditate and and um, monetize other negative energies that can create stress. Those are the things that I have to go through. That's what I'm going to go through because I'll go through hell in the handbag for my family. Right. And you're damn right, nephew. If I can't connect it, no one can connect it. And I've been blessed enough to have some good, solid connections over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my wife, we just recently hooked up with a firm. Uh, called uh, All Eyes on Me oh. PR, which yeah. is Moms and Them. Yeah. And we have other clients out there, and it's just uh, it's a beautiful business marriage right now. And and uh, what Buddy Boy finna do is different from what Top Dog, different from what uh, Doghouse or Sick With It. Uh, those are our constituents. We give them mm-hmm. props and love, but you know we coming from an old soul perspective, a family perspective, so. You know, when you see us move, it, it's really different from your average independent label mm-hmm. because it's a rarity to see a business ran by a family. Yeah, it's so nice. Is your mom your manager, that lady I was talking to? or? Yeah, that's my adopted mom. Dude. My mom, my yeah. real mom, rest in peace. Rest in peace, mom. Right. But uh, she's a sweetheart. She's and, a, oh my gosh, she's so nice. I was yeah. like, oh, she's calling me to talk to me about this stuff? I'm like, yeah, oh my gosh. We got some big plans. Yeah. We ain't going to let the cat out the bag because... <laughs> You know, people be ear hustling, but uh, it's uh, we showing and tell, and it's just uh, it feels good that that a lot of people is really anticipating, uh, preferably these two records, Young Colombiana and Wake Up to Get Your Cake Up, new project by Cocaine. Yeah, how do you maintain long lasting friendships and connections? Um, by just being in the lab, stay doing what you're doing. Ain't no big secret to it. If you stay doing what you're doing and stay consistent, mm-hmm. the right people are going to stay in your corner and some are going to be like faces in the hallway in high school. You yeah. know, that's just the way it is. Right. You know what I mean? But for those that stayed in contact, um, our, our friendship is really based upon celebrating each other's growth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we might not talk to each other, but when I see someone saying yeah whether it's my nephews or or whether it's cats that i know been through dark places such as myself to be able to persevere that's what i campaign for yeah so you're here in seattle right now you were you performed december 27th right Mm -hmm. here why are you here in seattle why did you decide to perform in seattle you can perform anywhere in the world you know well my grandmother on my dad's side it's, uh, she's from Seattle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of people don't know. I've been migrating up here since the 80s sometimes. Oh, wow. You know, and, um, yeah, Seattle was something different. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I believe it was the spirit of God told me to move because I, you know, no matter where I move, I'm from Pomona, California. Mm -hmm. So I Pomona Globe tried everywhere, but you know, it wasn't about just Jerry no more. It was about, hey, this is your foundation, your family. Right. So it allowed me to move from certain environments that was not only just going to hold me down, but hold my family down. I couldn't allow that mm -hmm. because they come before anything. They come before the hood. They come before where I come from or whatever. Mm -hmm. The only thing my family don't come before is God Almighty. Right. So I believe God had me move and it did me good. It yeah. bounced back when other people, you know, tried to attempt to blackball me for whatever uh, negligence or jealousy or whatever reason. You know, I, I socked them in the eye with my actions <laughs> right. and continue to sock them in the eye with my movements. Right. And yeah. I stay out the way. <laughs> yes. I let if anybody say, oh, I'm the best in this and that. I don't, I'm not having a, a jacking off contest mm -hmm. or a pissing contest. Here's a Fifi bag. Go jack yourself off. <laughs> and, and, and when it feel good to you, you tell the whole world. But in the meantime, <laughs> I'm not concentrating on that nonsense. I'm concentrating on my family. Right. Period. Was that... I forget the name of the music video. We we were watching it earlier. It was like a, about a month or two ago, and mm -hmm. you were like, it was in the skyscraper, the apartment. Mm -hmm. Was that in Seattle? Yeah, that was yes, at the, that's at our little secret location, <laughs> Boo Boo Room. You know what I mean? Uh, the penthouse. Yeah. Uh, we did two videos there. Yeah. Um, one with my boy Theory, another one um, for my daughter too. Mm -hmm. So we got a couple projects. I got an actual single. Uh, coming up called uh, Top 50 Rap List because people hey. hear me on all these hooks but they don't know my first love really was being a b-boy hey. <laughs> you know so you can kind of say I don't consider myself the greatest rapper in the world right. or none of that nonsense you know what I mean I but what I do no one can do dude your choruses are insane anytime you're hooked to a song I'm like yes <laughs> mm, thank you nephew cheers so what do you like about Seattle, you know? What made you decide that this was somewhere you wanted to be? I love the people, man. Really? Yeah, I love the people. Um, you know, it's different from Cali. Cali's yeah. brutal. Huh. And not to say they don't have brutal spots out here, you know what I mean? But basically, it's more wide open. Um, the people support you for those that support you. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing that I see out here is nothing but talent that's... that's has yet to figure it out collectively mm -hmm. as a unit. And once that happened, Seattle even more so, outside of just naming Macklemore, or makes a lot or Nick or this person mm -hmm. or Jake Uno, you're going to be able to name 50 people because the grunge did it before. Yeah. And why not hip-hop? This is a melting pot. It don't matter what color you are. You know what I mean? And that was one thing that Nipsey said, too. Yes. He said, well, what, what was one of the hottest spots you ever went to? Mm -hmm. He said, Seattle. <laughs> he said, people <laughs> sing all your words. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's like that when you go somewhere else, it's crazy. But that happened since the Bible days. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? For some reason, at first, um, it's hard to get accepted, even at your own hometown. Because... Yeah. People don't accept your growth. It goes back to growth again. Mm -hmm. People just say, oh, you just that. Oh, I'm supposed to be. No, you're supposed not to be. You know what I mean? Until you have the right attitude to be. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of times you've got to get out, get off the block 
and go see the world and go back mm-hmm. to that globetrotter perspective because you get more respected. Yeah. In this game, when you make records, you want to make people feel good. You want to make a lucrative business. And you want to be celebrated instead of just tolerated. Yeah. Usually sometimes when people think they know you, they only tolerate you. They'll never accept your growth until you go somewhere else. Dude, that's... Uh, that means a lot to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, for you to notice, like, the talent in Seattle also, you know? Mm-hmm. How have you been able to, like, find talent in Seattle? How have you, how have you noticed? Because for some artists, it's hard for them to get their names out or to get recognized. But for someone like you, just to even, like, list anyone from Seattle, like, that's a, mm-hmm. that's huge for all of Seattle, inspiration. Yeah, you got, um, you got, too, Papa Da Vinci. You got uh, Lazy Soprano, uh, Grinch. I mean, I can go name a list of people. It's very talented out here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But things happen in its right season. Mm. And if 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 you you are the one that have that mind to say, okay, I want Seattle to be known not just a couple of people or ten people, right. but a hot spot. Yes. To where if people go to New York, we got our MTVs, we got our this this bobby boom out here. Right. You know, but then that's going taking that mindset. You're taking Seattle, not just in Seattle. You have mm. to broadcast it to the world, yeah. then come back home. Wow. So it's the same thing what I do for Pomona. Mm-hmm. It's like it's good that I'm able to make an exodus because I never left my hometown out, mm-hmm. period. Right. I was one of the first ones to ever do big videos like that in my hometown. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I realized I can't. Can't be jockeying for space on a tight block that's only from A to B. Mm-hmm. By me making this exodus up here, I'm able to introduce people to to the place that I really love. Just so one day I can open up businesses back in the land. Yeah. And that's the same thing that's relevant for you. If you have this big mindset, nephew, you know that you want to do things. You got to let everybody know what's cracking in Seattle, yes. not just in Seattle. Right. That's important. Wow. No. What are, What is your advice or opinions on artists? It's it's from all over the world, honestly. But artists feeling that they have to leave their home city to go to L.A. to make it. Well, it go it goes it goes to this. You got to go where the love is at, hmm. and some of that has some type of truth to it. It's going back. You got to get out your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You you. You got 100,000 people trying to kick it on the wall that really hold 10 spaces. Mm-hmm. Until you go outside of your comfort zone and create a wall in a building that holds 1,000 spaces, you're always going to have a repetitive situation. So sometimes, wherever it's hot at, you got to go to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a scared man, can't, a scared woman, or an MC, or whatever, can't win if you don't take those calculated risks and chances. You know what I mean? That's what it's about, going after it. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's sad that it don't be mm. at your own hometown. But that doesn't stop you. See, other people, attitudes and everything shouldn't stop you from saying, well, I have a dream and a vision that I can actually manifest. But one thing I have to put, I have to put action to my thoughts. So sometimes I understand why people got It's the same thing while I'm up here. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Why people got to go to L.A., Atlanta, Houston, uh, Florida. 
But wherever you at, go where you at, because it's best, it's best that it's best to share space in a little corner than at a spot or a mansion full of contentious people mm-hmm. or contention. That means you'll never move fast enough. You'll always be pissing in the wind, thinking that everybody is just supposed to like you from the hometown. No, the significance of going out of town is going after it to bring it back home to town. Yes. This real talk. Now, I ain't talking about, I'm talking about what I know. Mm-hmm. You know? What is some advice that you have for up and coming artists, creators, influencers, or people that want to start out like right right now, you know, that haven't even started because they're too scared, you know? Well, learn about the business first. You know, it's not it's not enough to just pick up a microphone unless you just want to be a candy striper and doing karaoke music all your life. <laughs> you know, I mean it's nothing wrong with that. But if you really understand the dynamics of the business, you're gonna know to what season I need to take the steps. You cannot get to XYZ unless you go through ABC. Mm-hmm. Be patient with yourself. See, we get caught up in someone else doing stuff and look at the surface of their things when even what they're doing is an illusion because a lot of people are signing 360 deals yeah. just to get some gold chains, get a rent a house, and then if you really start talking about something you owned, no. Own your music. Own your brand. Own your apparel. Don't let no one own your shoes. The shoes you put into is because you sat down and applied yourself in intelligence and wisdom, created knowledge and power about what you need to do. And not everybody's going to celebrate you when mom told you to come in the house and play on the ivory piano by everybody else's playing. But what happens when you come off that ivory piano in three years? You're going to see some people playing, smoked out, this and that. So anything that you laser beam focus on, you'll have to spend that 86,400 seconds in a day on what matters to your focus. You know what I mean? So you have my message to the youngsters to sum it up, stay out the way. Be unique. Be patient with yourself. It's good to learn techniques, but you cannot listen to a million <laughs> other things because it's going to have an effect on your one great thing. Right. You understand? Yes. And most importantly, study. Yes. Study. Why do you think it takes an artist maybe one year to make it and then another artist ten years to make it? That's according to your time. That's your destiny. Hmm. Yeah, everybody has an appointed destiny. You know what I mean? I mean, as far as my own, my extension of success is, is being over 80 million records. But as far as uh, my own individual success, man, I sold a little bit over gold. But I, you know, was the sacrificial lamb for, you know, Easy e the late great Easy e passing of AIDS. Mm-hmm. And that put a stifle to where I had to work hard. Right. It wasn't that I, I didn't think about being on more features. It's mm-hmm. just because they held all the money up at Rupert's Records. Business was messed up. Tried to feed my family. I didn't want to sell dope. I didn't want to go backwards. So I worked my ass off. And then it created a safe haven 
what I'm doing right now. You know what I mean? So I can be able to to encourage some kid out there and say whether it take five years, ten years, how many years. Be patient and enjoy the process and please believe you should smile during the process. Yes. Real talk. What are some final words you have for Seattle? Oh, man. Man, shout out to all the incredible artists out there that is doing their thing from the R&B to the rock and roll to the hip hop. Um, May this be a super blessing for you and your family and your brands. And if Uncle Coca have anything to do it, to do with it, holla yes. at the hook king of the world. Yes. And I we, you know, I will <laughs> lace your boots and give you some game that you can take it and uh grow it yourself. You know what I'm saying? So be patient with yourself and uh continue to uh be uniquely you. Yes. Yes sir. What is the easiest way to reach you? Uh you can reach me on my Twitter at cocaine official spell K O K A N E official or the Jerry B. Long on my IG is at J-E-R-R-Y, B as in basketball, L-O-N-G. Or the cocaine brand, which is at cocaine, K-O-K-A-N-E, underscore brand. That's cocaine brand. We um, got a lot of uh, things coming out this year. The new album is called Wake Up to Get Your Cake Up. Yes. Uh, my daughter, Young Columbiana. We also have an artist coming out from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, who's part of my family? You know, his name is Uptown Stoney, giving us that Midwest sound. Yes. And we got some more things brewing in the stew. We also got the relaunching of the cocaine brand apparel. Hey. And we got the OG cocaine strand for all you cannabis people out there. <laughs> Turn up. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we've been working and uh, we just want to continue to bring that good energy and. You know what I mean? Help someone else with the cause. Yes. That's it. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here. Thank you, young man. Thank you. Great interview. This is DJ Blake and... Legendary Cocaine. Shout out to Mom. Shout out to Lady Cocaine. Shout out to everybody out there 2020. Make it count. Make it count. Make it count. 100. DJ Blake, back with another one. All right, yep.